Hi friends and welcome back to the Asbury Deep Dive Podcast. I'm Melissa Ivey and it's just so good to be with all of you once again. And as you know, I like to keep guests for an entire week. And so back with us is my very own husband, Brian Ivey. Hello everyone. I feel like there should be like... Okay, anyway. Y'all ready for this? Um, so yeah, Brian's back again. So Brian, just another get to know you question. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell us about your pets? My pets. Your pets. Gotcha. Uh, well, we okay. <laughs> <laughs> have three awesome dogs, plus currently plus our baby babysitting my mother's dog. Um, so that's like 400 pounds of dog in our house. Yep. Uh, yeah, we have two great Pyrenees, um, father and son, Ty and TJ, and they are super lovable, uh, little Henri for sure. And then we also have Wallace. My pup. Your lovely pup that I brought the two big yeah, Great Pyrenees into the relationship. And <laughs> Melissa brought the awesome, I just completely blanked on Visla. Visla, yes. Visla. Yes, yes. And he has a lot more energy than the two Great Pyrenees, who are about like me, pretty lazy, sit around a lot. <laughs> Yeah, they're good dogs. It's a lot of hair in the house a lot on a regular basis. So, Four dogs. Depending. Yeah, before, when I got my dog, I did a lot of research about the type of dog. And one of the things I factored into my research for what breed of dog I wanted was how much do they shed? How much will I have to groom them? I got a dog that you do not have to groom. He needs like two baths a year. They clean themselves similar to cats. So he doesn't shed. It's wonderful. And then I married someone who did not take into consideration the same factor. No, I just and just wanted picked a, a dog that dog. I fell in love with. <laughs> I wanted a large dog, and one that I bonded well with. And luckily, and that the Galley family uh, introduced me to Great Pyrenees. Led to fur. So today on this podcast, we figured we could talk about um, marriage because we are married. Um, we are. And as we were discussing marriage, we were really were kind of just discussing like communication because if you mm-hmm. are married. Uh, you won't know that communication is a huge thing in marriage. And so Brian and I have been married for eight-ish months. Going on eight months. Going on eight months. And so we're babies in marriage, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And we also got married in March, which if you are paying attention and know what happened in March of 2020, you know that that's when COVID hit and shut everything down. So we got married the last week that anything was open when COVID first yeah, reared its ugly week, head. Everything so was closed down. We changed our wedding date. We had like 15 people there um it just was not the wedding i planned and so then we moved everything so i replanned it and then we moved it all again so i replanned it so we have yet to have a wedding but we are married yes we are married and quarantining with your wife and quarantine is pretty nice quarantined yeah but we didn't stay quarantined for very long so covid essential workers yeah we both went back to work pretty quickly um, construction never really stopped it for you and for me. The church, not the church for services, but I mean, I still came and recorded podcasts with Preston mm-hmm. once a week, every the whole through the whole thing. Yeah. So, so I think we all can agree that uh, COVID's the worst. Mm-hmm. But I think Brian and I are pretty good at being married during COVID. I think the best advice I have for how to figure out marriage during COVID is just get married right at the beginning of COVID, and that's all you know. So you know, yeah, you that's just marriage. It's not. Marriage during COVID, it's just marriage. Yeah, we're supposed to be quarantined together for yeah, a month yeah. straight at the beginning of marriage, right? right. That's what happens that's to everyone? You just don't do a honeymoon, just be quarantined. 
Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a new style. It does help you get the house set up pretty quick. Yes, I did that. You did an amazing Although job. Although we just went through our last box like last weekend. Mm-hmm. And guys, I went and bought storage boxes and it's more organizing and it was wonderful. Brian doesn't it. care, but I made him build me shelves. I enjoy it. It makes <laughs> you happy. So Yes, it's all almost organized. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to talk about just miscommunication. Yeah. Because um, I think, yes, we're obviously going to speak about it in terms of our marriage. However, I think that um, it's true just for all of life. Like, people can't read your mind in any situation, especially when, I mean, when you get married, that doesn't change. They don't just automatically read your mind. And yeah. it's not their job to either, which is something I had to... I knew that, like, obviously, but I think, too, I had to have, like, a come-to-Jesus meeting with my own brain of just, like, it is, Melissa, it's not Brian's job to read your mind just because he's now your husband. Like, you still have to communicate and say what you're thinking, feeling, wanting, all of these things. So, um... I can read some of your emotions, but I can't read everything that's going on But that's on not reading mind. my mind. Like, just no. knowing how I'm feeling in the moment isn't the same as, like, knowing why I feel that way automatically. Yeah, there's a lot of times where you'll just say what you're thinking, and it is nowhere near what I thought you were going to be thinking. <laughs> yeah, trying to guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think unless it's food related, I can usually guess related. what you're thinking oh, about. Thanks, food. Ice I'm cream. I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, it's lunchtime for us here on this day that we're recording. <laughs> um, so I think too, when it comes to like miscommunications, is that whenever you're talking to people, we always, I always forget. I don't know about you guys, but I always forget like. Whenever I say something, like that's going to have connotations and history and all these things that I'm bringing into it. And then the other person doesn't, first of all, doesn't have that experience, but second of all, has their own connotations, thoughts, and things they're bringing into the situation. And so there was just a really fun one when we were planning our wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, you want me to tell it? Yeah, you can tell <coughs> it. So when we were planning our wedding, we're probably... Original date was going to be April 18th. Yes. And my little sister's birthday is April 17th. Yes. So which, these things that were an issue and we had mm-hmm. a disagreement about, and that's my nice way of saying a small argument, uh, ended up not even being an issue because now our wedding date is March 21st. But yes. But at the time when we thought it was an issue, know. we didn't know about COVID. We were innocent. Um, <laughs> pre-pandemic. But at the time um, when we planned the date of the wedding, uh, the topic of sister's birthday did not come up. In any way, shape, or form, we were planning around other family members' birthdays, but I did not hear about her sister's birthday being the day before the wedding until probably around December uh, before the wedding. So we'd already picked Which the I date and everything. I think I had told you, but... You had definitely had it. I think I had. It's one of those things you didn't say out loud. Um, I told you. Yeah. I talked to Nicole about it. She had said she was fine. Yeah. Nothing was mentioned to me. But anyway, so on the so when we were talking about what we want to do for the rehearsal dinner um, and working on those plans after we'd already picked all the date and everything, the topic of, oh, it's my sister's birthday. I would like to do something for her. Uh, maybe we could throw a surprise I, party I for her. I use the term surprise party. Yes. Melissa said she wanted to throw Which a surprise is- party for her sister at our rehearsal dinner. In my mind, a surprise party is an actual party where... You surprise them on you, invite all their friends and everyone that they want there, and suddenly it's a party about them, which I thought was kind of an odd thing to do during our rehearsal dinner, uh, also for an event that at the time it was like my family was paying for it, and I was like, I don't think I can get my family <laughs> to pay for a surprise party for your sister. 
Yeah, and so and, and so we hadn't we didn't have that conversation. Mm-hmm. So we were just like mad at each other because he yeah. was like, "Why would we do that?" Like, no. The argument started at. I want to have a surprise party for my sister. That's where we stopped talking. And that's where we kind of stopped talking and we're angry at each other. Um, and so what I meant by surprise party was a cake. Yes. I just wanted to have a cake that said happy birthday, Nicole, on it. Which is very different than a party. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because she was going to obviously mind, leave and go see her friends after. Because in my mind, a party is an party. To you, <laughs> no, a surprise party is a cake. cake. Which... That is a very clear example of miscommunication at its finest. Yes. Where if we had just finished what we were thinking, you know, like mm-hmm. surprise party, what an innocent term. But like, that's where we stopped communicating instead of saying a surprise party. By that, I mean a cake. Surprise and you cake. could have said, you know, surprise party. Oh, I thought you meant, you know, we could have avoided like three days of huffing around at each other. Mm-hmm. And just if we had just said like, I mean a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind Which, of Which, now a, that I've thrown surprise parties for you, you clearly know what my expectation of a surprise party is. Yeah, I just never so. really had party. That's going to sound so depressing and sad. I never really <laughs> had parties when I was a kid. I don't mean that the way that sounds. Like, I had birthday parties like and whatnot, but, like, I never had a surprise party when I was a kid and, like, whatnot. And so, and my family is very low-key when it comes to celebrating. Like, we're a dinner and a cake, like... So just having a cake there is like, oh, that's celebrating. And Brian's family, obviously, when you say celebrating your party, they're taking that to the extreme and lots of decorating and all these things. And well, yeah. I mean, I don't even get to well, the for extreme, me, that's extreme of decorating but. everything. I just want to have like a group of my, your friends to surprise you and a cake. Um, there was cake, yeah. There was definitely cake. My first yeah. surprise party when I was 25. Well, that Actually, was Actually, my your, first surprise party was our engagement party. Yeah, your engagement party. Both were truly surprises. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I think that's a really silly example, but like a good example of communicating. And I think that's true just not even for marriage. Like there's friendships or like with relationships with our parents. I think when we talk to our parents, sometimes we mean one thing and they're meaning another thing. And I think being able to explain more fully or taking the initiative to explain more fully what we're thinking or trying to say, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's another example of And I don't want to talk about the other ones because right before when we were planning for this podcast, obviously, we were like, what are some good examples of emotional miscommunications? And all the ones we said were my issues, <laughs> like things that are like my like baggage or whatnot. So I was well, like, about oh man, this isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I think that like, you know, like I said earlier, you know, we're coming into things with our own emotional baggage obviously or our our own connotations and so like for us there's been a couple times where we've you know had disagreements or been in an argument or been just in I mean for me just been in a bad mood and then you say the wrong thing and then I'm mad you know fun things fun days but um so you know as we're still newly married and figuring out how to communicate with each other you know there's a couple times where um we were just arguing and it was escalating and then I, I don't remember which one happened first, but like, I think I probably shut down. So like what I do is I stop talking. That's like mm-hmm. my go-to, which is just my <laughs> reaction. Not what I should do, but what's what I do? You know, I just stop talking and that's how I shut down. And then at some point, I think it's only happened like twice or so, um, you know, Brian's and responses to want to get up and leave when we're in a heated argument. And yeah. so for him, that's like stepping away to cool down. Right, so like that's. So I think it's kind of similar to healthy. your shutting down. Uh, you're shutting down to like, 
I need to just think about this in my own mind um, and talk it over in my own brain while I physically feel the need to move right. and get away from get the situation. Walk away. Yeah, cool which is a perfectly well. healthy thing to do is to step away from a conversation that is not being productive and then come back to it in a later date. But for mm-hmm. me, whenever we were first, I mean, this was, I, I think, a month and a half in mm-hmm. um, to marriage. Um, for me, like, I didn't, like, I've never had that happen in a conversation or an argument where someone's needed to get up and leave. Um, I've never experienced that. And so whenever it happened, like, I didn't respond well. Like, for me, that was, like, taking away your love and like I'm done like I'm leaving forever like that's not what he said but like my brain was like oh my goodness he's so done with you he's leaving the room you need to give up whatever you're arguing about and just make it better and so like and I think it happened twice like he would get up and like my brain just did this weird primal switch of just like it doesn't matter what you think feel need say do right now just make do whatever you can to make him feel better so that he doesn't leave when in reality like that's my brain like so overreacting and yeah. not overreacting but just to do it that way. going to an extreme of you know my perception of him walking away was he's walking away with his love and Brian's perception of walking away was I'm gonna grab a drink and sit over here for a minute and then come talk to you again mm-hmm. you know and so I just think or a sandwich or a sandwich, whatever. <laughs> if I remember to buy bread and deli meat. But um, yeah, I think it's just like an important thing because like I, one of our really close friends, Kristen, wonderful, wonderful human she is. She always said that marriage is like looking in a mirror and it just like shows you all your ugly bits a lot clearer. And I was like, yeah, I think that's a beautiful concept. That's probably true. And then we got married and I was like, Oh wow! Yeah, oh, she was this serious. is this is intense. <laughs> you know, you just really see your flaws, and I think where I'm thankful for Brian and Mai's marriage is that we've both been intentional as much as we can be of saying like when we do see that ugly thing happen of like oh that's not a good trait or oh I need to stop doing that. We've been good to name it and decide to like work on it and whatnot. But yeah. I think marriage slash any relationship can get really bad really quick if you refuse to acknowledge it or if you just say you shy away from the ugly because it's kind of painful to be like, wow, you know, we have another example of me being me and having my own issues. And, you know, um, whenever we're arguing and I get to the point where I'm done with the argument or I just like don't think Brian, I don't know why, but my brain's like, you're the one who has to fix this. Like, I'm the only one who will do anything. So I just say like, okay, I'll fix it. Whatever. We're done talking. I'll just fix it. I'll deal with it. I'll change it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just have this narrative in my head. I'm just like, I'll fix it. I'll do it. It's on me. I've got this, which I'm sure is frustrating for Brian for reasons. But for me, that's like my go-to. Cause if I take responsibility for fixing it, I'm the one responsible and hypothetically, I'm the one who can change it, which I, if anyone's married, I'm sure you just giggled at me saying that because that's obviously not how it works. And I get mm, that. It's a partnership, honey. Yes, I get that. <laughs> but like, that's my like gut reactions. And there's reasons why I'm like that. You know, that goes yeah. back to the way I was raised and back to my childhood and what happened, things that my sister getting sick in childhood and all these things, you know, and, um, the way I observed my parents fight, you know, all these things I'm bringing with me into this marriage and this, I don't want to use the word baggage because I don't even think it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, because some of it, like some of those, are the reasons that I love you is because of you are selfless and strong and independent, and you are able to do all that. But I also wanted to marry you so that we could work through <laughs> right, all these things still, together. Yeah, it's still not because uh, I think too, like when you something I've noticed is that like whenever 
there's like healthy places I got to as a single person and like with roommates where like it was perfectly acceptable like to manage this feeling in this way mm-hmm. um, like with chores like it was perfectly reasonable when I had just a roommate to like if I wanted this my mindset was if I wanted this chore done I will do it whenever I want it done basically mm-hmm. and my roommate did the same thing and we were both clean people and the house was always clean well that was perfectly healthy as an individual with a roommate but then in marriage with that mindset that means I'm doing all of the chores because I get home sooner I have more time at home I see it dirtier faster I want it cleaner just for personality reasons mm-hmm. and but that means I'm then doing all the chores which is not healthy for a marriage in any way shape or form and so no. the problem was I was doing it all and not letting Brian do it which I think is usually my issue is I want to do it all mm-hmm. and just take it all on instead of saying like oh yes you can help me which you know as a, share sing- the load, yeah. honey. as a single person it there's ways where that can still be done healthily but then in a marriage like there's different ways where that has to be done healthily mm-hmm. and you know we've had to go through that of it's also me needing to speak up saying I'll do that um, right, as the well clear as communication of like, if you tell me you're going to do it, I can do it, or I will do this, I will do this, and giving you a clear plan of things that I intend to do. That way, you're not unsure of the chores that you right. you want to do, or that I'm yeah. going to ignore. Um, right, because to me, if you haven't said, like, and that goes to the emotional side of things too, like, if you haven't said you're going to work on something or said you're going to do something, mm-hmm. I just assume you're not going to, so I just will do it then all myself. Yeah. Which is a bad assumption. Assumptions never but good also, for either of us, right? As we've proven through <laughs> our examples already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bam. So maybe this is less of a uh, help to anyone and more of just a look into Brian and Mel's first eight months <laughs> of marriage. <laughs> Welcome to marriage, everyone. Yeah. At least our marriage. But it's good. I enjoy it, and I'm excited for the future of our marriage and uh, I think that's a lot of the reason that people end up marrying people is that they accept that we're gonna, both going to come into it with flaws but we're excited to work through it together yeah I think always having a growth mindset is really important in any situation in life of just you know you never know when you're going to you know catch a glimpse in the mirror and be like ooh that's a ugly trait I'm portraying right now and I think what's important so for me like whenever that happens I usually just get really embarrassed Mm -hmm. I'm like oh I'm so embarrassed that I acted that way or I'm so embarrassed that I did that you know it's usually my first reaction Um, but as I've gotten a little older and as I've felt less embarrassment about things in general it's it's less of a oh that's gross I don't want to look at that and more of a oh that let's work on that now I need to address that yeah I need Mm -hmm. to address that I need to address that and you can only address what you know and I think Mm -hmm. God is good he tells us what we need to work on when we're ready to work on it and when we have the margin to work on it you know he's not going to just like pull back a curtain and be like look at all the places you're the worst fix them at random you know he it's Mm -hmm. a process that he's giving us he's walking us through and working with us in that I think is really lovely yeah and you know like Kristen said marriage is kind of like a mirror so you're starting to see them all Uh, you see them a lot clearer (laughs) you see them a lot clearer because you're with somebody and you can't get away with unhealthy coping mechanisms yeah you always know where each other are in the house if you're there and your damage hurts other people a Mm -hmm. lot closer whenever you're closer you are now that you're married we share each other's damage not necessarily the physical proximity within the house (laughs) yeah yeah. It's been good. Any uh, 
last thoughts, dear? <laughs> it's been Mar- a lot of Marry uh, someone you're Melissa's, willing to work uh, through everything with. Yeah. Because they're going to see your flaws and you're going to see their flaws and whoever you're willing to work through those things with. Well, and even draw close to in relationship with people, like not just marriage, but like yeah. in relationships. Yeah, but we're talking about our marriage. <laughs> yes, but this has to be applicable to everyone, even That's if they're true. not married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with friends. Uh, in all relationships, I would say, find people who you're going to have similar goals so that you can build each other up, or at least you've communicated your goals to so that they can hold you accountable to whatever way you're saying you're living your life. Um, so if you have a set of ideals you're living your life by, communicate those clearly with others so that they can hold you accountable um, and they know the direction that you want to head so that if you start to veer off, that they can help you stay on course. It's been a huge thing in my life is having that uh, group of friends that are, will hold me accountable to the direction that I need to be going in my life. I feel like they've helped me avoid a lot of pitfalls that I could have easily fallen into um, that I know some other friends of mine um, that didn't have the same goals um, or had the same goals but not the same friends um, kind of fell into because they didn't have that accountability. Yeah. Yeah, and I think communication is something as humans we will always and forever be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be open and willing to that and Not be willing just to, to you sit, tell pe- yeah be willing to tell people what's in your brain but then also be willing to listen to what they're going to say to you and yeah all those things so definitely important especially right now there's a lot of division so we yeah, need when to be I, more willing screen, to listen to each other than yeah. yell at each other yeah yeah well we're recording this on November 3rd mm-hmm. voting the day election. And I would say go vote, but you're not listen- You're not going to listen to this on November 3rd. You're going to listen mm-hmm. to this on Thursday. So today is now Thursday when you're listening to this. So that means there's a... There, we know the results. Oh, I hope we know we the results know of the election. Because voting, c- counting all the ballots takes a while. Well, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully we have a clear direction. I bet, and I hopefully hope everything's clear. going I, decently well and people are being nice to each other. <laughs> and I bet there'll probably be at least one recount. Ah. I assume. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Hopefully it's peaceful. Just be nice to each other. Remember that we're all here working towards the same goal, trying to live happy, successful lives. So. Yep. Well, I hope you enjoyed our ramblings. Yeah. And uh, in conclusion, Brian, will you pray for everyone? Sure. God, thank you for this time to talk about our marriage, uh, to talk about uh, just marriage and relationships in general. And I just pray that you help everyone uh, who's listening to be open to communication, open to others, um, and listening to each other, um, and approach everything with the goal of loving one another so that we know that that's our goal as a group so that we can come together and, uh, work things out. Um, whether it's an argument or just learning to get along better. And God, I just pray that, uh, you help us to, um, enjoy these times um, and enjoy the time of getting to know one another and learning to love one another as we go throughout our marriage and throughout our relationships Um, and God I just pray for everyone's love and support as they go throughout their lives uh, especially during these crazy pandemic times and you're in my prayer Amen Amen